0: I'm Dr. Pauline Larson and this is Petey and we're here for the power kids and we're glad you tuned in today we're going to be talking about Samuel and he was a mighty man of God but he started out as kind of a super boy and so today we're going to learn about him and about obeying God and some of the wonderful things he has and today I'm going to do somebody new to our show Yeah, Mr. Petey heavy on the mister yeah that's right heavy on the mister uh Petey is new. In fact he's new to Texas, right? Yeah. And in fact, um he had kind of a rough time getting here. Yeah, I sure did. It was terrible. Just terrible. Well, um, what do you like about Texas? The mice. You like the mice? Yeah. They're
1: tasty. You get fed. Well, I like mice.
0: I invited one to dinner. You invited you invited a, a mouse to dinner? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't right. It uh, wasn't right. No, poor little guy. He came to dinner thinking you're going to be nice to him. And instead, he was going to be dinner. Yeah. Well, this is a Christian show. Well, I was going to say grace. <laughs> well, you, did you eat him? No, he got away. Well, that's good. Kind of glad he got away. Uh, we're going to talk today about serving God and obeying him. Well, I don't obey anybody. Yeah, I know, cats don't obey anybody. Dogs do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as people, people a lot of time want to do their own thing, to heck with everybody else. That doesn't work that well. And, in fact, sometimes it's kind of funny with cats. You can see it doesn't work that well always with them either. Yeah, it works for me. Well, if you're a person, you want to serve God, you love him, and you want to do what he tells you to do. That's the way, if you want to be successful in life and enjoy your life, that's the way to do it. And so uh, I've always joked that cats have staff. You (laughs) know, they do. Um, Everybody cleans up after them. But that doesn't work for people. It really doesn't. What usually ends up happening is people get by with it for a little bit, and then after a while it doesn't work so good. People have to learn to take responsibility for their own actions. They need also to learn how to be a blessing to others, to help others. That's what Jesus did. Jesus came and laid his life down. So I know that we're going to talk more about Samuel today and and how he was such a mighty man of God and how he obeyed God. But first of all, let's put you back, all right? And we're going to go over the memory verse in just a minute.
1: So let's see. And then we got another. Oops. There we go. All right, gotta get Pinky out here. Come on, Pinky. Yeah. Okay, you all fluffed up. Let's see here. Yeah. Hi.
0: Hi, everyone. Now, most of you, do you remember Pinky? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a skunk. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you here on the show too. <coughs> now. You ready for the memory verse?
1: Okay. What does it say? We will serve the Lord our God. We will, what's that word? Obey him.
0: How do you obey God? You can't see him. Well, he, you pray and, and you read your word and you do what the word says. When you read the Bible, you, you do what it says well
1: you mean if he tells me to do something
0: I have to do it well that's a good idea usually he tells you things like maybe you're a kid and your mom's told you to clean your room and you don't want to well, but you need to because the Bible also talks about honoring authority and, and your parents to honor your parents so um, that's something that's real important and you will think, oh, I don't want to talk about obedience. I don't want to talk about serving. But you know what? That's the way for God to use you for great things and wonderful things and to have a wonderful life and to be able to do the things he's created you to do. But it all starts with obedience. I remember somebody wanted to come preach. And, well, I'm called to be a preacher. And I know kids that are called to be preachers. And this guy, he didn't want to do anything around the church. And the first thing that the pastor told him to do was clean the toilets. And he said, I don't want to clean any toilets. And then he watched the pastor go clean them. And he realized, he felt so bad. So he went back and he offered to clean the toilets. And see, that's the way sometimes God promotes us. We end up doing some of those things we don't necessarily want to do. And it was true with Eli or in Sam, with Samuel when he went to live with Eli. Excuse me, I said that wrong, but anyway um let's go ahead and put you down pinky and we'll just talk a little bit more about serving god and our powerpoint was when no one is around encourage you encourage yourself in the lord this is what's going to help you do the things that are right for the lord is to realize that god's told me to do it i know that there's a blessing in it that's good for me to do what's right and i'm going to be faithful and encourage yourself in the lord I get encouraged when I read the word of God. I get encouraged when I take time to praise him. Put on some praise music. I get encouraged when I think about all the things God's done for me. All the good things. And thank him for it. It encourages me. That's how you do it. And sometimes we need to encourage others. Sometimes people are having a really bad day. And I think about Eli. And we're going to learn. It wasn't easy. Not Eli. Samuel. (laughs) Wasn't easy for Eli either. Eli was a was the priest with the two sons that were very disobedient to God. And Samuel was the boy that came, that Hannah had, that came to live with him. And we'll learn a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But first of all, we're going to go over the four things that we normally learn about God. And you say, well, we do this each time. Yes, we do. Because we want to make sure people know and understand it. First thing first, God loves me. And he loves you. There's just You know, people say God loves me, but I don't know if they really appreciate. He really, really does. He loves you so much, and in fact, he loves you so much, even though you sinned. You know, how about you? You may have had people who did some bad things to you. Do you still love them? Do you still even like them? Are you wishing something bad would happen to them? Because that's not what God would do. He wouldn't wish something bad happened to them. He forgives. And he realized that every one of us is sin, and every one of us needed a Savior. That's why Jesus died for me. He had to come and die for everybody. There's not one person that didn't need a Savior uh, or doesn't need a Savior. Isn't that amazing? There's people that act like, oh, I never ever do anything wrong. Yeah, they do. So, what is sin? Sin is something that separates you from God. Sin is not doing what you know to do right. Sin might be something as simple as you felt the Lord telling you you needed to go return a book to the library today. I don't know why I'm saying that. Maybe somebody watching this applies for you. And you don't want to because you don't feel like getting out there. Maybe it's too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry, or whatever. But you know. That you need to return it because it's due. Or you know that somebody else is waiting for it. But you just don't want to take the trouble to do it. You think, I'll, I'll do it later. Only it doesn't happen later. No, we need to do those things when God's told it. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. When God lays something on his, our heart to do it, be quick to do it. If you'll learn that, God will do some wonderful things with you he can trust you but he has to see whether you're going to do what you're told just like when your parents tell you to do things you need to do what you're told and you think well i don't you may rationalize and say well my mom's mean or my dad's mean and i don't see why i should have to do that they are the authority over you you still have to do it it's just like your teacher telling you to do things well i don't want to do that well like studying math oh i don't want to do that well they're the authority placed over you you're to do it and god honors his delegated authority and so you can say well i know something she did that weren't right i know this i know that those are excuses and if you still need to do what's right and you know what um that brings us to the fourth point i must decide to live for him it all comes down to it's your choice it's your choice whether you decide to make Jesus your, your savior. Nobody else can make that decision for you. You have to make that decision. And when you do, then you need to decide to live for him, which means that if some of your friends want to go do something that you know is not right, and you know your parents wouldn't want you to do, you don't do it. Oh, but then they are going to have fun. I'm going to miss out. God will make it up to you another time. main thing is do what's right. Do what you're supposed to do. All right, we're going to talk right now about Samuel. And here is, let me stand over here. <coughs> here is Hannah, his mother, who was, she hadn't had any children at this point. And she's, she's in, in the praying and the priest sees her and <laughs> sees that her lips are moving. It's like she's drunk, but she wasn't. And he got mad. He thought, how dare you come in here and you're drunk? But she wasn't. She said, "Oh no, I'm pouring out my heart to God because I want a baby, and I can't seem to have it." And she, you know, her husband had another wife, and she, of course, she had children, figures. And so he was—he realized that she wasn't drunk.
1: And so he uh, he
0: heard from God and said, "This time next year, you'll have a baby." And she said she was going to dedicate him to the Lord. In other words, she was going to bring him to Eli. Now, what was really amazing about that is Eli had two really awful sons. In fact, there's been a, had been a prophecy; those sons were going to die because Eli tried to get them to stop what they were doing. They were seducing women at the entrance, um, you know, to the the temple and or tabernacle. I should say tabernacle, and they were doing that, and they were taking when they did the sacrifice. They were taking the sacrifice that was supposed to go for god for themselves and doing things and god was not pleased and he had said they were going to die and so uh here is hannah who wanted this baby and she had one and and here she's going to dedicate and put him in the care of a man whose kids aren't doing very well that must have been a little difficult especially since that was her first child the one she'd wanted so badly but she had she ended up having five more kids and then there's Samuel, who, whose mother left him and said, you know, here you're going to be with Eli. I'll come visit you once a year, bring you a new coat, make him a new coat. Once a year? That'd be kind of tough. Talk about feeling abandoned. But you know what? He learned to trust God. He learned to encourage himself in the Lord. And one night, and at that time, God didn't speak like in an audible voice or speak to people in fact he would only speak to king if you're a king priest or a prophet but he's laying there asleep and he hears his name samuel and he gets out of bed because he figures it's eli he says and he goes to eli and he says eli you call me and he says no i didn't call you go back to bed so he goes back to bed here's samuel and he thinks oh okay so he gets up goes to eli and says eli didn't you call me he says no i didn't So he goes back to bed again. And again, he hears Samuel. And he gets up and he goes to Eli. And eventually, Eli realized God's speaking to Samuel. And so he tells Samuel to answer the Lord and listen to whatever message God has for him. Well, he did. And the next morning, Eli asks him what God has told him. And Samuel didn't want to tell him because it's like, uh. Basically, that his kids are going to be punished, and he hasn't done, they haven't done right. And um, It wasn't a message that he wanted to have to give, but he obeyed God. He did what he was told to do. God said to tell that message to Eli, and he did. And, of course, you know, he, he didn't know it, how Eli would react to that, and but he did what was right. And because he did what was right, he ended up... Um, <coughs> Being a mighty man of God and speaking, you know, he was. In fact, there's two books of the Bible: First and Second Samuel, and they're about his life and ministry. And and I mean, he would anoint, like he anointed David to be king over Israel. And he was a mighty man of God, and he was true. He served God all his life, and he obeyed God. He did what was right. All right. Now, what does it take to become someone like a Samuel? You know, it's just like, look at this piece of cake. Oh, it's a beautiful piece of cake, and it's like, but you don't know what goes into that cake. I mean, you don't see all of it. When they bring the cake and put it on a table, it's a finished product. And it's like, oh, it looks good, tastes good. But it was made up of many things, and just like our lives are when we're serving God, um, our lives, a lot of things have to be put into our life to, Get us to the place that God wants us to be. And where you've got to go to school. And you think, oh, I don't like school. or I don't like math. Or I don't like this. And, and yet God wants you to learn that. Because he knows the plan he has for you. Or There's other things you have to do. And I remember when I was young, I had to wear braces. That was no fun for years. But God knew. And there were things that we've all had to do. And at the time, we don't understand. Just like, let's look at what goes in chocolate cake. It's flour. Well, put your finger in. And, ugh, tastes kind of powdery, of course. Not something you want to sit down and eat. And it, you put some vanilla in it to give it that nice flavor. But ooh, vanilla on its own is kind of bitter. Or how about baker's chocolate? Like I, I had said once before, that um I've eaten it thinking that it was like a chocolate bar because I wanted some chocolate and went, no, this is not the same thing. It does say unsweetened, and they mean it. All right, how about eggs? Would you want to eat a raw egg? Well, I understand sometimes people do that to make your hair look nice. no, thanks. I don't want to eat a raw egg. Um, But it's necessary to put those in and mix them all together to make that beautiful cake. That's part of it. And so we do that um, when we make a cake because we follow the instructions in the recipe to make a cake. And it calls for all those things, just like when we read the Bible and we follow the instructions because that's our instruction, our recipe for life. And we do those things that are right. We forgive people. We don't hold grudges. We don't stay mad at people. And, you know, whether they're right or, or whether we were right, whoever's right, you know, we want people to forgive us, and we want to forgive people. So you say, well, you don't know what they did. It doesn't matter what they did. Jesus paid the price for all of it. All right. Now we look at this big, beautiful oak tree. I love oak trees. <laughs> they produce little acorns, though. <coughs> and, of course, the acorns produce the tree. But think about how wonderful this tree is. If you're a cow out in a pasture there, you go sit under it for shade or horse or or how about a bird you can build a nest in there and feel pretty safe and of course squirrels like nuts they like to eat the the acorns and things and um they're pretty cool um but amazing thing is that big oak tree started out from a little little acorn and some of you just little kids god has big plans for you and you're looking at you you can't see it but it's all inside, just like inside that acorn, all the instructions, all, every bit for that to become a mighty oak tree. And so, of course, it has to be planted. It has to be watered, and, and and certain things have to happen with it. Time takes a long time to grow an oak tree. It takes time for us to grow into all the things God has for us. It'd be nice if it was real quick, but it's usually not. It usually takes time, and sometimes it takes time over in a way that um is not much fun, and we wish things would move faster, but they don't, but you know what it's still god's plan. The main thing is if you'll pray, read your Bible, and talk to God, and do what He says to do, serve him, you know every opportunity, like even in children's church, you can help i was sure you can help do things. I remember when I was doing children's church and Livingstone's I was head of the children's ministry there. Um, We would have uh, groups of kids that did different things. We had one group that were ushers. We had one group that worked with puppets. We had one group that did drama skits. We had one group that liked to go out um, and do witnessing. And we had different kids that would sign up for these things. And that was their way of serving in the church. Okay, now we're going to go to a story, and this is Fran the fan, and here she is, this is an old story, um, they don't use fans like this, at least not this part of the world in Texas, but um, parts, some parts of the world maybe they still do, but anyway, here she is, and her parents raised her right, told her that God had a marvelous plan for her. It was just wonderful. Read her the Bible. She learned the word, and they encouraged her to stay strong and keep looking to Jesus. And and um, she grew up in a good family. But you know what happened? Well, her parents got sold, and they God had another plan for their life, and she had to say goodbye to them. She was lonely. She'd had them, and she wanted to be, you know, uh, the family to continue but she had to encourage herself in the Lord because they weren't there anymore to encourage her, and she was very lonely. Meanwhile, there were some other fans that came, and they became her friends, and they really encouraged her, and it was wonderful. She enjoyed being with her friends. They they always had good things to say, and encouraged her that God had great plans for her, and guess what? One by one, they too were sold, and she was there. Nobody came to get her. And, you know, she wondered, well, if God has a great plan for me, why am I still here? Did he forget me? Meanwhile, things with the technology changed, and air conditioners came about. People didn't use little fans anymore, and the air conditioners didn't waste any time making her feel bad. Oh, no, they would make a joke like, Fran, Fran, the dork fan. And she just felt terrible. She just, but then she had to remember, God has a plan for me. And I'm going to trust God. I don't understand all this, but I'm going to keep doing what's right. I'm going to make myself available. So the air conditioners came and went. And she was there. In fact, she even got cobwebs on her. She thought, "How? what am I useful for apart from a spider wanting to build a web, which is not good? And so she was had her moments when she had to really encourage herself in the Lord because it didn't seem like, it seemed like things were done, things were over. And maybe you didn't get picked for something. Maybe you wanted to be in the school play and they didn't pick you. Or maybe you wanted to be on the football team and they didn't pick you. And you think, oh, I had my heart set on that. Well, you know, God has a plan. And if you'll trust him... Serve him and and obey him and do those things that are right. He'll bring you through to a wonderful place. He has not forgotten you. One day, a man came and he was looking around and the salesperson wanted to sell him an air conditioning unit. And he said, no, I don't want that. That uses too much electricity. turned out he was a missionary doctor from Africa. And all of a sudden, when he was about to leave the store, he saw the fan. He said, that's exactly what I want. It's perfect. So he bought her. And he put her in a box. He carefully boxed her up, especially. And then she went on a long trip. It seemed like she was forever being transported. And then um, when she got where she was going, it was like, ooh, the light was so bright when they took her out. And then they they set her up. And when she looked around, she realized She was in a children's hospital. That man was a missionary doctor. He had a children's hospital. And the fan was exactly what he needed to help keep those kids cool. Isn't God good? He's so wonderful. And she knew that this was the perfect plan for her life. But she had to wait because part of it was timing. That man had to come along and have that need. And so she enjoyed keeping the kids cool and realized that she was very valuable and important. And you are very valuable and important. You are important to the plan of God. Don't think that you're not. Don't think that you're a mistake. You say, well, my parents didn't plan me. I was an accident. Not to God you weren't. You were planned of God. And God has a wonderful plan for your life. God loves you. God has not forgotten you. And just wait and see what God has for you. But first of all, you need to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you've never done that, you know you will spend eternity somewhere. There's a real heaven and there's a real hell. I'm going to put up these in Spanish. We're going to help you if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Um, these are it's in Spanish. It's not exactly worded like I'm going to be say. But anyway, the Word of God says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The Bible also says in Romans 10, 13, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're a whosoever, right? Well, of course you are. And so the Bible says if we'll believe in our heart, in Romans 9:10 10, and say with our mouth, God raised Jesus from the dead, we can be saved. So if you'd like to do that now, maybe you're sitting with some people who would like to, Or maybe they made a dedication to the Lord years ago, but it's been a long time and they really aren't living for God. They can do it again. So let's say this together. Dear Heavenly
1: Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I do believe. I believe in my heart and I'm saying with my mouth, God raised Jesus from the dead. The Bible says. If I'll do that. I can be saved. Thank you Jesus.
0: For saving me. If you just did that. We would love to hear from you. Um, On the screen. There's going to be an address. But I'm going to say I'm Pauline Larson. Dr. Pauline Larson. Chosen Generation Church. 2222 Avenue L in galveston texas 77550 we would like to send you a gift we just love to hear from you and hear if you accepted jesus and um but just god has a wonderful life for you but now that you've done that you need to get in a church and if you don't know a church um we could recommend one or you know maybe your friends are going to one especially one that has a good children's ministry and read the word, read the Bible. And if you're kinda young to read it, well, let's put your Bibles until you can read it. But read it. It's a wonderful it's not just a book. It's your it's your manual for life. If you want to have a successful life and not make mistakes that a lot of people make, read the word, get it in you, let it transform you. Talk to God. Just go get yourself alone with God and talk to God. And we want you to know that we love you. God loves you and you know, we'll Tune in again. There will be more shows, probably one tomorrow or another day. And keep looking to Jesus. He's the author and finisher of your faith. Amen.